Sky Sports Radio, combined with Harness Racing New South Wales, brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Thanks for joining us for On The Pace on this Monday morning here on Sky Sports Radio. It's been... A busy weekend in harness racing. Plenty has happened in the last few days since we last spoke and there's still a great deal more to come as well with Sunshine Sprint Night, uh, the feature out of Queensland on Saturday evening. And the Saturday evening just gone, New South Wales played a really strong hand in many of the features out of Albion Park. We heard from Fred Hastings yesterday morning. He caught up with Jared Alchin, who had uh, my ultimate Ronnie run third in the Rising Sun. But other New South Wales results included Jewel Melody winning the Southeast Oaks. And it was a clean sweep for New South Wales uh, in the Southeast Derby as well, winning that event. We moved across to uh, what was the Mr. Feelgood and Swayze was able to salute in that uh, group three feature before James Rattray and London Tour Brick were successful in the first ever running of the Great Square. So a super night all in all for New South Wales uh, with plenty of feature racing success. But the big one on the card was the rising sun of $350,000. And we know this guy pretty well in New South Wales, leap to fame. He's won several group ones last year's Derby, the Breeders' Challenge. And he is on his way towards the Tabureka as favourite on September 2nd. His owner is Kevin Seymour and Kevin has been kind enough to join us this morning to discuss what the next few months will hold. Good morning to you, Mr Seymour. And I guess in terms of the last few days, I'm sure that you've given that replay a, a good looking over and I'm sure that you're still on cloud nine. Congratulations. Uh, hi, Brittany. Yeah, the... Um, uh... The race itself uh, was just uh, sensational, and uh, you saw me after the race. I could hardly talk. I was almost speechless. Well, I don't blame you. It was an amazing performance. Talk us through the race and what your pre-race expectations were, because I'm sure uh, as much as you were expecting him to go out and run a brilliant race, it's at this top level never quite that easy. What were you thinking pre-race? And I'm sure that you breathed a sigh of relief with the lap to go when he managed to power his way to the front. Well, it's quite amazing. When you get a nice horse like this, you're always worried about them getting beaten. And, um, you know, one of the things that, that both Kay and I do is we let uh, Grant decide on the tactics, decide on the way he wants to drive the horse, um, because there's no one better than Grant to know the, the horse and um, his ability. Um, and we don't even ring him on a Saturday. We keep right clear of him because we don't want to put pressure on him. Um, and uh, we just sit back and uh, enjoy the spoils, I guess. Well, he manages to get the job done more often than not, and that's what he was able to do on Saturday night. I'm sure at the time it was probably a, a little hard to see just what transpired being on course, but subsequent to the race, you've gone back, no doubt, and had a, a really good look over uh, what did occur. Are you even surprised still now at how easily he appeared to do it? Well, we're, we're quite amazed, actually, because... You know, barrier seven is not a good barrier um, at Albion Park. And when you're racing against that quality of horses, um, you know, it's not an easy task to uh, sprint round them and get to the front and um, and win as easy as what he did. And then we you know, realised what personal time he'd run himself. And we were just then quite amazed that um, he could do that and do it looking so easy. 
Mark Jones sent me an email from New Zealand and said that he's the the best pacer he's seen since uh, Christian Cullen, um, and he's he's so strong and such a fluid gait that um, he never ceases to amaze him. So I, I guess that good judges like that um, uh, are probably the the best people to tell you you know sort of what they think of the horse. Um, Anthony Butt, another New Zealander. Uh, was the one who offered us seven hundred and fifty thousand for him as a uh, as a two year old. So the good judges seem to think that he's got um, a pretty pretty good ability. Uh, Kay and I, well, we're there just there for the ride and uh, and do enjoy it, Brittany. Yeah, high praise indeed from some people who know what they're talking about and looking at. In saying that, now uh, I'm going to put you on the spot. Will we see him this Saturday night in the Garrard Sunshine Sprint? I can see him in front of me in the nominations, and uh, they've come through and they look extra strong. But what has Grant said post uh, Saturday night? I actually saw him walk out, leap to fame from the racetrack, and he looked bright as a button. Uh, so I would assume, yeah. judging by what I'm seeing, he is going to race? Well, as you know, owners are probably the worst judges. I mean, they always seem to have a. Uh, feeling that the horse is better than what he is. But, no, look, what I've said to Grant is, um, it's your call. I mean, you know better than what I do. If you decide to put him into the Sunshine Sprint, we'll support you. So he's got him in the nominations. He's uh, having a look at the nominations probably as we speak. Um, and um, the uh, the chances of him racing on Saturday night... Um, I'm afraid you'll have to ask Grant. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess it will wait with bated breath and see if he, he stays there or not. You couldn't give us any more insight with th- than that. But uh, I appreciate that uh, you're leaving it in, in Grant's very capable hands and uh, we'll know more very soon. What about post this carnival and looking ahead to the Tab Eureka? I'm sure that you're daring to dream now that uh, he could well be the inaugural winner of this world's richest harness race that you've been such a, a big supporter of. Uh, we're only, what, six weeks, a little over now away from from the big night. And I know speaking to you previously, you don't travel a lot to watch your horses race now, but you're ultra keen to be there to experience what's going to be something really special. Uh, as much as your focus is right now, I'm sure that you're still keeping an eye on that date in your calendar. Um. Yeah, I guess if there's one thing that we really want to do is um, we want to see how he performs in the uh, in that in that big event. I mean, when you look at it uh, and and you're realistic in harness racing, it's the richest race in the world. Um, who wouldn't want to win it? Um, we're no different to you know the majority of owners that um, we'd uh, we dream about the fact that. You know, he, he could possibly be there and be very competitive. But it, it's fair to say that we've booked our airline flights. Uh, we've booked a car to take us out there. And uh, we'll be out at uh, Manangle, um with a very um, hopeful view that he'll perform well. Um, and uh, he'll do Queensland proud. 
I'm sure that he definitely will. But before then, we're looking forward to hopefully seeing him again on Saturday night, Leap to Fame, and then in next weekend's Blacks of Fate. That own personal last mile, 149 and 5. That's mind-boggling on Saturday night, isn't it? I remember when we used to think, oh, well, we can't wait till that sub-150 marks broken in harness racing at Menangle over the mile, and now your horse is breaking 150 for his last mile wide on the track over 2100. It's quite unbelievable. Yeah, Saturday night, if if he does nominate him for the um, Sunshine Sprint, uh, Saturday night, if he draws well, I think you could see a good chance of the mile record being broken at, at Albion Park. Um, you know, he's got that raw ability, I think, to do it if he draws well. Um, uh, I suppose it's in the hands of the gods as to whether Grant uh, nominates or not. Um, if you were a betting person, Brittany, what would you think? About him racing or about what time he about can go? Him, about him racing in the, in the Sunshine Sprint. Well, now that he's in the nominations, I'm hoping that it's an 80% chance. Am I close to the mark, do you think? Well, you're, you're a very, very good judge. I mean, I've always regarded you as being one of the best judges in Australia. So um, I've never changed my mind on that. So let's let's uh, leave it at that, that um, you're... Um, you're very uh, keen to see him race, and uh, you think there's a possibility. Well, I'm hoping that I'm close to the mark anyway. Uh, we'll wait and see. We'll let you go, Mr. Seymour, but really appreciate your time this morning. Yeah. Uh, it's just amazing to watch this horse and what he's been able to do in a relatively short time. And the great news is there's still so much more to come. We look forward to the next few weekends. Look forward to seeing you on track, and congratulations once more. Thanks, Brittany. And as you can appreciate, Kay and I are the most excited we've ever been in harness racing. And it's something certainly to look forward to. Thanks a lot. It certainly is. Kevin Seymour joining us this morning for On The Pace, the owner of the most exciting pacer, I'm going to say in Australasia, probably the world, leap to fame. Uh, And he just continues to amaze and surprise. And he's hoping, I'm thinking that we're looking likely to see him on Saturday night in that sunshine sprint. And that track record of 149 and 2 could be in grave danger. We'll take a quick break here from the pace. On the other side, we're going to catch up with Brad Hewitt. Sky Sports Radio, your complete home for sports and racing. Welcome back to On The Pace on this Monday morning here on Sky Sports Radio. We just caught up with Kevin Seymour around his superstar pacer leap to fame. And we're hoping to see him on Saturday night in the Garrard Sunshine Sprint of $200,000. And the nominations for that race are extremely strong. Having a, a quick look now, and there are a lot of nominations, but better zip it is there, as is the track record holder at Albion Park, Black Sedance, Expensive Ego, Hot and Treacherous, the Inter-Dominion champ, I cast no shadow, leaked fame loyalist, uh, Mac Dam with Emma Stewart nominating several horses for Saturday night's card, Magnificent Storm looking to bounce back, Majestic Cruiser, Major Meister, uh, we're also seeing Pete said so there, Send It who's been in great form, Spirit of St. Louis is making his way up and our guest has a horse engaged and nominated as well in typo, Brad Hewitt's having a, a great run at the moment and he'll be looking for that to continue during this Constellations Carnival as he has several horses who look really good chances in feature races and Brad's been kind enough to join us this morning for On The Pace. Good morning, Brad. How are you? Good, thanks, Brett. Thanks for having me. You're having a great run at the moment. Every time you head to the races, you're having some horses make really big impressions. You must be thrilled. 
Yeah, got a bit of quality around around us at the minute, Britt. Um, yeah, a few first starters and sort of horses highly assessed, but yeah, got a few nice horses in the team. Saturday night, Majestic Trio was able to get the job done in the tra- trending in the right direction, and that was a, a gritty win there. Yeah, it was, Britt. She um, yeah, never travelled once she got to the front, but um, yeah, once she got there, that she just definitely wasn't letting them pass, and it was unfortunate she made a uncharacteristic break last week and I think she she would have won that too so she probably should have really won her her last two. You've nominated her for Saturday night in the Trotters Sprint at Albion Park. It looks a a logical time for her to step up and uh, she clearly enjoys the mobile racing. Yeah, that's right, Britton. I think uh, I was either might have been five starts ago or something. She ran second to Queen later in the the Group 1 Mayor's race so yeah, she definitely won't be out of place in a field like that. Other nominations there on Saturday night. You've got Typo in the the Garrard Sunshine Sprint. Has he has he been a bit of a surprise what he's been able to do with his last few starts, or is the opinion, or has your opinion always been there for him? He's always been a lovely horse, but he's taken it to some top class horses over the last few weeks and shown that he's more than up to them. Yeah, that's right, Brett. Um, no, I haven't been surprised to be honest. Like ever since he got here, I've had nothing but trouble with him. He's had yeah, there's feet, feet problems since uh, he got here in February. I think he's just yeah, had feet problems, and even now, still battling them. Um, and my cousin Justin Day is doing a great job sort of patching him up and getting him through. But um, yeah, he's just showing what he can do. Like he's last um, four or five starts now, he's yeah, really showing what he's yeah, what he's capable of. Yeah, it's going to be great to see him uh, there on Saturday night. And he's got a lot of assets as well. Good high speed, good gate speed as well. And he can track it. So he's a very welcome addition to the open class ranks. Another horse that you have engaged on Saturday evening is Synchronizer. Tell us about this filly because she was so impressive there on Friday in her heat. And with the preferential barrier draw to fillies on Saturday night, she's going to draw one to three, and from there she's going to be so hard to beat in that $150,000 final. Yeah, that's right, Britt. Sort of had this, um, yeah, picked out for her ever since she came. I think yeah, she's been back in motion sort of April or something like that, and it's yeah, always been the target for her, and yeah, it was good to see her yeah, get the runs on the board the other day. I thought she went really good. She hadn't had a run for a month or so, so yeah, I'd like to think the run's going to bring her on a lot more so um, and like you said she's going to draw one to three so yeah she's got to be a big chance. No doubt about that she looks exciting synchroniser and she looks a great chance in that $150,000 feature. I want to go back to Friday at Wagga as well whilst we have you to discuss a, a few horses that you took to the races and that were able to get the job done. Millwood Bliss is two-year-old filly by Sweet Lou how good is she? Because that was so impressive there on Friday. One fifty-four and 2 on debut, doing it the hard way. And she looks like she could be something pretty special, this girl. Yeah, I, I really like her a bit. Just um, yeah, still ironing a few little things out with her. She can yeah, do a few little things wrong, but um, yeah, she's definitely got a, an engine on her and yeah, she just does it for fun. But um yeah, still working her out, but I, I think she yeah, could could have a real bright future. 
By sweet Lou, she's got that typical high speed as well. Is that her biggest asset at the moment? She dropped a 26-4 quarter there on Friday afternoon, uh, looking to do it incredibly easily. And in terms of those little bits and pieces that you're ironing out, is it just race manners and I guess getting some education under her belt? Because I would assume in New Zealand she'd had a few workouts, but uh, you've given her a couple of trials here too in preparation for Friday. Yeah, just yeah, just a bit of bit of race craft and greenness and that. She's um yeah, in in behind she's good as gold, but she can get a bit lost out in front. That's why I was happy <coughs> me, to yeah, sit her outside and just say she concentrate a bit more. But um she'll she'll be fine. Like even next prep is when I think she's gonna really yeah, mature and, and go on with it. But um yeah, I, I think she could be really nice. And another debutante was Twilight Bonnie. She's a three-year-old. Uh, what sort of impression has she given you so far? She wasn't quite as smart on the clock, but she did it just as comprehensively. And uh, I guess being a three-year-old, she has a few more options in the immediate future. Uh, what do you think of her going forward? Is she one that we can follow it and maybe she could pop up uh, in a bigger race once she sort of gets to that level? Um, yeah, she, she goes... Nice bread. I, yeah, I don't have any great plans with her. She's sort of come a long way in a short time. She hadn't seen a mobile up until a few weeks ago. So, um, yeah, and then there's been a couple of trials that have really stirred her up a bit. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to give her a week or 10 days off and freshen her up and go again because she just started getting a bit bit silly where, as before, you, yeah, she's real casual and couldn't get her to go. So, yeah, just don't want to overdoing things just yet so yeah, I might just back off on her and, and go again but yeah she's going to do a handy enough job I think and just back to Millwood Bliss she's Kiwi bred so I would assume there's not a lot for her uh, in this two year old campaign is she breeders crown eligible or, or are there any races that you're targeting Millwood Bliss towards at the back end of the year or is it a case of just ticking her over and then looking towards uh, some bigger races early next season um, yeah, just actually trying to find that out this week. I'm pretty sure she was yeah, paid up for as a foal and everything. So, yeah, I think she could be Breeders' Crown eligible. So that would be the logical target if, yeah, if that is the case. But otherwise, yeah, just give her a few runs and a bit of education and then, yeah, just um, have her back later in the year, I guess. All right, that's a really high-quality Philly Millwood Bliss, so it would be good to see her eligible for some bigger money races as well. You've got one starter tomorrow night at Young, that being Mick Danger. Uh, he's had the five wins from 14 career starts. In saying that, I don't think we've probably seen the very best of him yet. He went around in a New South Wales bred final uh, going back to last Saturday night, and he had to do it the hard way, so it wasn't a an ordinary run by any stretch of the imagination and his prior win was quite okay. Back to uh, this sort of company and again in another New South Wales bread heat despite the second row draw, what sort of chance do you give him? Uh, yeah, he's, he's got to be a good chance. Brit, um, James McPherson's horse, El Camino, he's been racing really well and he's probably probably going to land in front of us. But yeah, I think he's, he's going well and like you said, that can be a tough ask sitting outside him at an angle, with, especially with horses that have, have a bit of ability. So his run was still good. He, he only got tired the last sort of 50 or 60 metres. So, yeah, he should make a good account for himself tomorrow, I'd like to think. 
Right, that's race number six tomorrow night uh, at Young. That's a New South Wales bred heat at 7.40. Mick Danger, race six, number seven. Quality everywhere on your team at the moment, Brad. It must make these cold mornings and getting up and working them a little bit easier. Here's hoping there's some more feature race success uh, during the Constellations Carnival the next two weekends at least where you look to have strong representation. Appreciate your time this morning and the very best of luck. All right. Thanks, Hayes, for that, Brett. Brad Hewitt joining us this morning. He's got a seriously good team of racehorses around him at the moment. And uh, with that and chasing bigger prize money raises, he looks as though he could pinch a feature or two in the next little while as well. Exciting times for his stable indeed. Another quick break and on the other side, we'll wrap up on the pace and catch up with young Tom Callaghan. He heads to Newcastle this afternoon with several key chances. Sky Sports Radio, your complete home for sports and racing. Welcome back to On The Pace. We're about to link in with Tom Callaghan to go through his strong book of drives today at Newcastle. Tom's only 16. He's already driven in excess of 10 winners in his short career so far, up to the 13 career win mark. And he looks a good chance of adding to that tally today at Newcastle's nine race card, the first getting underway at 12.49. Tom, good morning to you. And uh, you must be heading to Newcastle with a little bit of confidence this afternoon. Looks to be a few good hopes amongst your book. Yeah, good morning, Britt. Uh, yeah, really looking forward to heading to Newcastle again today. and looks a few good chances. How are you enjoying uh, your harness racing career so far? You haven't been driving all that long, and this season's ticking along nicely. You're already up to the 10-win mark in 2023. You must be enjoying the challenge, and it seems over the last few weeks and months you've started to gain a little bit of momentum, not only getting good support from your dad, Mark, but uh, you're picking up some nice outside drives as well. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it, Britt. Um, I had a bit of a slow start to the season, but the ball's starting to really roll along a bit now and getting good support from a few different trainers, which is good. Absolutely. Let's get stuck into your drives today. You kick off in race number two with Repartee. We'll go around at a, a big price and probably a recent form doesn't read as well as what she's capable of. She's won the nine races. She got into trouble last time out, copped a, a flat tyre. That was the best part of a month ago now. So where is she at and can we expect an improved performance from her today? Yeah, I was really happy with the way she was travelling last start before she caught that flat tyre. Um, her work's been pretty good since and, you know, she, she'll probably get shuffled a fair way back, but she's a place to it. All right, that's in race number two. Move across to race number four. Again, for the Mayors, Eiffel from heaven goes around here. You've got a, a wide gate to negotiate, but... She appears to be knocking on the door this mare. She keeps savaging the line, and she's probably going to pick one up pretty shortly. Yeah, definitely. She's um, going really well, this mare, and she's a get-back-and-run-home sort of type. You've got to sort of drive her on the fence. and um, Yeah, but if she gets a split weight, she'll be right there. Okay, that's race number four, Eiffel from Heaven. She'll likely get back in the field, but we'll be hoping for some early and mid-race pressure to assist her chances. Ghostly Courage goes around in race number five, which is uh, a cash dasher sprint heat. We're going over the 1,100 metres. Is this your first experience in a in a one-lap dash race? Yep, definitely. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I'm sure that you've watched the Trot Rods and maybe the Mercury 80 series in Melton to get a little bit of uh, form around it. Ghostly Courage, do you think this guy is suited to that concept? Uh, yeah, definitely. He's um, having his first run for our stable today. He um, came from Jake Mitchell in really good order and seems to really love Newcastle. So I'm expecting a forward run from him today. You drove him last start and he cheered up on that occasion. That was a month ago. So uh, has he been in your system long enough to, to get, a, I guess, a bit of a guide on where he's at fitness-wise at the moment? Yeah, we got him straight after that run, Britt. And, um, yeah, he's pretty forward for today, so we're expecting a good performance. He has good gait speed, but sometimes he's... Uh, you know, 1,000 metre, 1,100 metre races uh, generate more pressure than you probably expect. Some horses uh, that maybe don't necessarily go forward naturally want to get involved. You've got Valiant Charger drawn inside you, who's a go-forward type. So do you, uh, I, I guess, just slide across here? What, what is your, your tactical, uh, I guess, thought process going into this afternoon? Uh, yeah, the... Valiant Charger looks to be the likely leader. Um, there looks to be a bit of pressure on, as you'd expect in these short races. But, um, yeah, we'll just slide across with him and see how he feels behind the gate sort of thing and weigh it up from there. All right, that's race number five. Another of these heats is race number six, and you have Karaoke King here. Uh, brings him an angle form, so that looks pretty good for a race of this nature. Uh, yeah, we've been really happy with him his last couple of runs. He probably hit the front a little bit too early at Menangle in that long straight for the first time and just got pipped on the line. But, yeah, this uh, he'll get back to and run home, but it should suit him. He's drawn nicely. There was an emergency drawn to his inside, so he now comes into four. Uh, your major threat, according to the market, is Merrywood Tony on your direct inside, or is there another in this race that you think will be really well suited to this concept that you're a little concerned about as well? Uh, probably the other favourite runner, Merrywood Tony, looks the one to beat here, but horses like Captain Dan, they get up and run types, and I'd say it'll be going forward and putting a bit of pressure on into the race which will suit me all right that's race number six but he does look a great chance there karaoke king placed at three of his last four and only narrowly defeated last time out at menangle and your final drive this afternoon is chasing the wind will be the roughy in the race and the numbers don't read too well you've driven this guy in the past and he went quite good for you so uh, we'll be hoping for an improved performance here it looks a pretty strong race though yeah it does look pretty strong today Britt. um He's had three runs back from a spell and Jake's been really happy with a few of his runs and he's expecting a bit more today, being a little bit fitter, um, fourth up. Uh, he seems to like Newcastle's miles too, so hopefully a bit more of a forward run today. All right, that's race number nine, the last on today's Newcastle card. where you've got a few nice chances. What's the best of them, Tom? Who are you going to the races with the most confidence surrounding? I'll probably Karaoke King today, Brick. All right, that's race six, number five, Karaoke King in the second Cash Dasher Sprint Heat. 3.53 is kickoff time. Appreciate your time this morning, Tom. Best of luck this afternoon at Newcastle. No worries. Thanks, Brick.
Tom Callaghan joining us this morning and he's starting to get a, a good run of things at the moment, particularly uh, at those Newcastle cards of racing. Only 16. We know his older brother uh, Jack is doing great things. He'll partner Spirit of St. Louis on Saturday night in that sunshine sprint. His father Mark's been a great supporter as well, so looking forward to seeing him continue to uh, grow his career. But he's marked race Six this afternoon, horse number five, Karaoke King, as his best chance of getting a winner. And that's our card of racing to look forward to in New South Wales today. We also have new, uh, we also have Menangle and Young tomorrow and Bathurst on Wednesday night. And I'll be back on Wednesday morning at 10.30 to preview all of that here on Sky Sports Radio's On The Pace.